Thanks for tuning in. And in this first episode, I'm going to talk about Christmas and my experiences as Santa Claus. That's right. I have been Santa Claus. So uh, thanks for tuning in to this uh, very first episode of One Day I Will Tell the Truth. And I thought I'd keep it a bit lighter for the first episode, given the year that we've had and a lot of people have been doing it tough. And I think uh, come coming towards Christmas, uh, people are going to be doing it even even tougher this year with everything else that's been going on. So I just thought I'd, I'd share my experiences from working as a Santa last year. Look, my view of Christmas has shifted a lot over the years. Um, I would never have dreamt of of playing Santa Claus um, ever. And I guess, you know, 10 years ago, or we'll say we'll go back 15, 15 years ago, I was running a service station, you know, self-employed, employing people. And Christmas was all about Christmas parties and partying on and, and not really... Um, you know, not really thinking about Santa or anything like that. Sure, I, you know, I'd give my employees a bit of a bonus and and take them out for a few drinks and dinner. Um, and as the years progressed, I did that more and more, and that was what what Christmas was. And yeah, it was just it was just a big it was just an excuse to you know get smashed. Christmas just seemed like a time where. We just indulged even more than what, well, for me, I indulged even more than what I'd been indulging in for the whole year. And I, and I pretty much needed all of January to recover um, by the time Christmas came along. So I guess, you know, someone like me to have played the role of Santa Claus is just, it's just, well, it's mind blowing. Yeah, I guess we'll start off with how I became Santa. So, uh, I applied. There was a, an ad on an acting site, and I decided to uh, to apply. And I had an interview, and I got the job. And part of the job required uh, all Santas um, to do a one day training course, um, bit of a Santa boot camp, if you like. This training course, we learnt about what to expect. Um, we were told to prepare a, a toy list. Um, being certain to know what the um, what the flavors of the month were, as far as um, kids' toys were, learnt that we were also uh, given some advice as to certain situations that may arise. We were told that from time to time, parents might not behave in a manner that is suitable, and uh, the job of Santa is to be Santa. Everything's cool with Santa. Like Santa, he remains cool, and um, and yeah, he he doesn't lose it ever. Not at parents, not at kids, regardless of what they're doing. And if a situation ever arose, we would call security. What I found pretty early on in the piece, and I hadn't it hadn't crossed my mind at all um, until I actually started working, was the was the power that the parents give Santa Claus. And there's a process that that kids go through um, when they're getting to meet a stranger, and Santa pretty much teaches, well, helps to teach children that process. And it's one about trust. It's about introductions. Um, it's about the vibe that you get from people. It's about trusting the opinion of those that you already trust. So for for a young 
one-year-old, two-year-old child being introduced to Santa by their parents is is a big thing. Oh, look, there's Santa. He's he's really nice. Look how nice Santa is. Look at him. Yay. You know, and I met hundreds of kids for the first time and I was like their first stranger and some of them would come close and they'd run away, then they'd come close. And for some it was over a period of of, of a number of interactions over, say, a week. There was loads of um, examples where a mum would bring their child to to see me um, every time they came to the shopping centre or every time they came to do their daily or, you know, their, their regular shop. And mum would say, oh, you know, we're just, we're just preparing him. He was good when he was a little baby. And that's the other thing. When they're babies, it doesn't matter. I heard dozens of stories of parents that were telling me how um, – they just missed. They didn't. They didn't bother last year. They tried last year and they couldn't. So we're trying again this year. So the role of Santa in the uh, in the shopping center uh, setting, I guess, you know, most people will walk past and think, "Oh yeah, Santa, kids, photos. That's it." But it's it's so much more. And this was another thing that I just hadn't even considered. Um, it had come up in in training, and um, and and yeah, but then you forget, like with any training, you know, there's little details that you'll think, oh yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, and then then you forget until that moment. So, oh yeah, this is what they were talking about. So, um, you know, there's the there are the cases where an elderly um, couple might have had photos with Santa every year Uh, for the last 30, 40, 50 years. They might have had photos with grandkids, with their kids for as long as they can remember. And it might be the first year that their partners passed away. So uh, I got a couple of those and um, they're hard, you know. So this one elderly lady, she, I'd, I'd spotted her looking at me a couple of times and she came and sat sat next to me, and um, it was during a quiet period. It was earlier on in you know it was probably early December, still a, still a few weeks out from Christmas, and um, she just came and said, oh, "Hello, Santa. I just just want to come and say hello." And I was fine. And she took a seat next to me on the lounge, and um, she didn't want a photo. And um, she said, oh, "I've I've been watching you." I said, "Oh yeah, okay." And she goes, so oh, you, you're doing a good job. I said, oh, thank you. She goes, oh, you're not like the other Santas. You, uh, you, you take it seriously. And I was like blown. I was like, what do you mean? She goes, oh, look, I've been watching Santas for a long time. I've had dozens of photos over the years. Um, and she, and she was like, you know, you, you, you take it seriously. You don't, you don't stop. A lot of the Santas just sit there and just wait for for the next photo to be taken. But, um, you know, you're, you walk around, I've seen you walking around and saying hello to all the kids and not just the kids to the older people as well. And that's, uh, that's important. That's important for a lot of people. I could sense that there was some loneliness there. She said, Oh, look, I I don't, I don't do the photos anymore. Um, not by myself. I don't. I don't do the photos by myself, and I, and and she didn't have to say it. You know, um, I knew that she'd lost someone close to her, and uh, 
she didn't feel right to have a photo with Santa. Not without her, her other half. That was cool. But, the, you know, just for her to sit down and say those nice things were lovely. I saw her another dozen times after that. She, every time she came past, it was a wave and a g'day and how you going and how's the shopping going. It's good. And um, there was another elderly woman that came and she had a photo with me. And she mentioned that, you know, her, her husband had passed and obviously she had some closure with it. She'd gotten past um, a certain stage in her process. I just thought it was really great. That she, and she was sharing this stuff with me, with Santa. So I guess I guess the mask, the, the Santa mask, lets you really observe people and... And you can you can be Santa and really really get into that joy part of it. So I started dancing around and doing spins and all this crazy stuff. Um, if if people were walking past and I caught them glancing at me, I would I would make them I would wave and carry on until they wave back. And um, people soon got the idea and they just waved straight away. And mind you, I was in a very very busy shopping center. I was in. Uh, Hurstville in Sydney, if anyone wants to wants to look that up. But, uh, you know, there was a whole chain of escalators and when it was quiet, I would just look up at the escalators and everyone everyone takes a glance at Santa when they're, you know, whether they're walking past or a couple of you, oh, yeah, what's, what's that guy doing down there? Oh, yeah, what's creepy Santa doing? And I'd be dancing, spinning and making people wave at me and it was, it was fantastic. I loved it. I want to share a couple of other experiences. Um, so I've talked about, you know, introducing to, to young kids and how important that is. But um, there's another there's another side to that, and that's um, kids with, with disabilities, which just takes it to a whole other level. And, again, that had been mentioned in, in the training at the boot camp, but you, you just don't fathom what families are going through, what what people are going through, especially at this time, and it's not, and it's not just kids. I should I should I should add it. It's younger teenagers, um, even adults with disabilities, some of whom have have full time carers, some that live semi independently, whose who it becomes clear their families are, are no longer a part of their lives, and that's that's something that as Santa you, you've got to deal with. But getting back to getting back to the to the younger kids with disabilities, there were there were a couple of standout instances, primarily with with kids that are on the spectrum, kids with autism. There were so many kids and so many people that I took photos with. There's this one in particular that stands out, and it's uh, there was a a, a mum with um, a young daughter and and a young boy. I don't know how to how to even describe uh, whether you're high on the spectrum, low on the spectrum. I suppose I, I should have done some more research on that, but. Um, he had to be restrained in his he was in a stroll and he needed to be restrained his um his body would would convulse and um he he was nonverbal that's right um so i uh i was introduced to him and the, and the mum said look we haven't been able to have a photo in the past um we're going to try again this year and it's like fine and and um you know i i kept a a a peaceful demeanor. I didn't do too many crazy movements, but um, 
I just, you know, said g'day to him and crouched down and um, gave him the, the Santa fist pump. Um, he, he acknowledged it and um, I just said hello and and just stayed with him for a few minutes, just there, not, not doing too much and letting him uh, take it all in, I guess. And we did that on three separate occasions, so on three separate visits, um, just crouching down, saying day, And um, I think it was the fourth go, it was a weekend, so the uh, the father who I later would find that was the stepfather came as well, and it was the, the family photo of four. And um, I could see the the mum and dad were nervous, you know, they brought him over and they unstrapped the stroller and I think they were in shock. Uh, he, he was fine. He, he, they got him sitting next to me and I, uh, I put my arm around him and he was happy for me to do that and that's sort of, I could see the, the mum tearing up and stepped down and said, come on guys, let's, let's get this done, let's have this, let's have this photo and they got in there and um, they got the shot, you know. A lot of the times that's Santa, it's all about getting the shot. You know, sometimes you have a lot of attempts and people can be uh, pretty frustrating. I think it's uh, some sort of competition or something. But um, with this particular family, it was just about just having that, that one photo where he wasn't uncomfortable. You know, it didn't matter if he was smiling or not smiling or his smile wasn't right. It was about just getting that family photo and we got it and uh had a bit of a chat with the uh with the stepfather after and um again it was it was very humbling the the gentleman was telling me how uh he'd met uh the woman 3 or 4 years ago and they'd been together pretty much ever since the she'd been single with the two kids looking after them for for a couple of years or two three years prior to that the husband pretty much left after the son was born after it became apparent of of his condition it just it just it just made me think it just it just took me back and i was like yeah man like i was talking to him just as me i was just tony and it was like dude you know, she looks she she looks like she's doing an amazing job, and and you're obviously doing an amazing job too. You know, it's like I do have some family that that you know have children in a similar situation. Um, obviously, every every everyone's unique in their circumstance, but um, yeah, I just gave them credit for for what they were for what they were doing, and um, they were just so grateful. And a few days later, the mum came back, and uh, forgive me if I get a bit um, if I get a bit emotional on this one, but um, because whenever I talk about it, it, it seems to it seems to hit me, hit me in the chest. So she came back a few days later, and she got me this massive box of chocolates, like the favourites, but the jumbo size, you know, the the big ones. And um, I was just blown, you know. And they came to see me every time they were back in the shopping centre until Christmas to say good day every time. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. There were a few others like that. There was one where a young Down syndrome child, it was a grandparent and a carer, 
so it was uh, it was it was an Asian child, but the there was a um, an Anglo carer, and there was an elderly woman there. We struggled to get to get the phone, and they didn't. You know, the carer was telling me, "Look, just try." He's very like he wouldn't stay still, or anything like that. And I um, I had a couple of tricks that I'd use for holding them and, and bouncing them on my leg and just holding their arms up and, you know, making them feel like they were little supermen or super girls or whatever. And that day was it was pretty busy and there was quite a queue. And I, I never forget, like, the whole centre stopping. He, he would yell out constantly and it was like a reaction and his carer had this this way of communicating with him and trying to get him to settle. It was not that it was a handful. It was just it was hard to get a a photo where he would stay still and not convulse or yell out. Not that that mattered, but I I just got a sense of the whole shopping center watching this kid because it was really loud when he would scream. Um, it wasn't like just saying so. It would it would scream out. He was about two three years old, and uh, and and I got him to stay still, and he just he just settled. And I remember seeing the elderly woman behind the uh behind the camera and she was she was pretty much bawling she was doing the best to keep it together but she was she was completely cracking up and uh yeah um got the shot you know got the shot that's a, that's the a thing you know you get the shot and um yeah the carer came and and took him back and you know and um she was wrapped and and I just I'd caught a glimpse of everyone looking and everyone and it was like the whole shopping center just held their breath for us to get this this photo. And um when we did there was just like this this relief. I was like, yes. Yeah, that was that was that was a fantastic moment. You know, there was the family that were had their twenty three year old kids and they were mum had had photos, she had a whole family album with Christmas photos dating back for 23, 24 years. She had three children and um, they're all doing that. Other families that would gone into the second, next generation where they had the grandkids um, there as well. And, um, yeah, they were, they were really great. So, yeah, the, I think the ones with the carers um, were the most difficult. The... The other one that really stands out was one of the last ones. It was on the final day. It was on Christmas Eve, and I'll never forget this one either. Well, anyone who's had photos with Santa and has left it to the last minute knows that um, the closer it gets to Christmas, the busier it gets. Um, and for some people, it just isn't an option. They've got, you know, parents are, or carers are working, um, kids are still in school, or they have part-time jobs, or whatever the case may be. Um you know, trying to get everyone together, and sometimes the only time is once the kids have finished school, um, they're on holidays, and that's when it really gets really busy, the last few days leading into the Christmas holidays. And um, it was Christmas Eve, and the, the last few days, I, I'd get there. I used to do the morning morning shifts. I'd work um, from 9.30 to 1.30, 2 o'clock, um, nonstop straight through. And it was I'd, – I'd get there and there'd already be 40, 50 people waiting for the photos. You know, they'd been there from eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'd walk past them. At, I used to get there 
pretty early. I'd walk past them at you know, quarter to nine. They'd have no idea that I was I was Santa. So there on on Christmas Eve, once once we got rolling, you know, at one stage I couldn't believe how long the line was. There was at least a hundred and fifty odd people um, in the line, and it just didn't stop. And came this point at about. It was about midday, so I'd been going for for three hours, three four hours, and it was, and it was it was full on, and a woman had come around through the exit side of my compound, and um, she'd she'd pulled aside one of one of the elves. The elf came and had a chat with me, and then and she said, "Oh look, this woman just come around," and uh, she. She said that there's a young guy who's with a carer at the end of the line, and he's and he's not doing too well. He's um, really stressed out, and I think he's worried that he's not going to get a chance to have a photo because he's he's looking at the length of the line, and he's just. Um, and so I, I, I took a bit of a peek and had a look, and I said, "Yeah, no worries, but bring him around. I only took, only had to take half a glance on you. Yeah, no, no, he's, we don't need. To, no one needs to be going through that. Not while they wait for a photo of Santa. So." Um, we did the next uh, next family, and then we had him waiting to the side, and we we got him in. And you know, when people have been waiting in line for an hour and a half, two hours, it's like, oh, what the hell's going on here? How, you know, why is he getting to jump the line? And I guess. Uh, Once you're there and you see what's going on, you know, people get lost in, you know, people get lost in their in their day to day lives, especially around Christmas, the rush and the shopping, and we've got to do this and we've got to do that and we've got to get haircuts and we've got to buy new clothes and we've got to do all this crazy shit, especially if you've got kids. Um, it's like there were a couple of hundred people in line that day and they all saw this guy. And look, he was he was taller than me. He was, you know, he was at least 185 centimeters, over six feet tall, and um, v- you know, very li- lean, thin guy. But he 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 need well, he didn't need assistance walking, but he wasn't very um, comfortable on his feet. So it, it, you know, it looked to me like he had some type of of palsy condition, like cerebral palsy, and. You know, he had that that lanky type walk. Um, he had massive scars on his skull. Um, he had a hearing aid. It looked like he was he was. They might have been getting ready for a cochlear, or it was a cochlear implant, but a recent one. Um, very thick glasses. It was clear that he was intellectually disabled. Whether that was from an accident or whether it was from birth, but he was with a carer. It was clear that he wasn't with with family. And he, once it was his turn, and he had this piece of paper in his hand. That's right, he had, he had his letter to Santa. So his, his, his intellectual level was at a much lower age bracket than what he actually was. I'm not going to hazard a guess as to what it was, but just by his handwriting and his letter to Santa. Um, and this guy was clearly in his early 20s, maybe late teens. And once he realized it was his turn, he just, came over and he grabbed me. And when I say grabbed, he locked me in his arms and it was the hardest 
hug I've ever experienced in my life. It was like if he wanted to, he could break every bone in my body. Um, it was actually, I, I, like I was hugging him back, but it was like, whoa, this guy. Um, but he was just like, Santa, Santa, Santa. He was so excited and, and so happy to be hugging Santa. And uh, it really, it really, it got me, you know. And I think at that moment, everyone, all those people that were lined up waiting, they didn't care about anything else. You know, they weren't worried about what they were shopping for or doing next. You know, a lot of them with their kids there. I think, I think most of them were grateful that their kids were healthy. Um, they were grateful for what they had. And yeah, and so this this young man we had we had a photo together, and um, he bought his photo, and he hugged me before he went to choose his photo. And then once he'd gotten his photo, I'd done another family in the meantime, and he came back to give me a goodbye hug again. And um, and uh, I remember the uh, <laughs> this gets me as well um, the uh, the family after. I don't know if it was the dad or the mum or whoever it was, but uh, they just said, good job there, Santa. So, yeah, mate, it's a lot tougher than what it looks. And he goes, yeah, I can tell. So, yeah, it was, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think most people realise that uh, it's a pretty tough job, old Santa. One of the things I also wanted to touch on was... um, was how important this time of year is to to different ethnic groups in the community, different migrant groups, um, religious groups, people, families that are that are just trying to connect with the community, with the wider community. And I just I just found people who don't share any really religious connection to Christmas. That was some of the most Christmassy people. Happening, you know, they had all the, they'd get all matching tops and the hats, and they were so Christmassy, and and um, it was their way of of connecting to this festive time, this um, this holiday, and how it's celebrated here in Australia. But I'm sure this happens everywhere in the world, where families, members of of groups that you know that are just trying to connect. And they spend all year working and getting their kids through school and, and, you know, making ends meet. And then it comes this time of Christmas where they can show, they can go and get their Christmas photo and they can, they can be a part of what everyone else is doing. And I think, um, that was one, that was another thing that I just hadn't, I hadn't fathomed to me. I hadn't, I've never thought about it. It was every day, especially as we got closer to Christmas, all these, these families from, you know, different ethnic backgrounds just making sure they got their Christmas photo, making sure they went all out in the with the, with the Christmas spirit. I, I'm a watcher. I, I, I see things and, um, you know, people say they're people watchers. I, I, I love that, that sort of thing. And I would watch the line and I would watch people, families watching other families and there'd be times where 
everyone was one, you know, all different ethnic backgrounds, but we're all one. It was, it was fantastic. I used to love it, you know. And um, I used to have a running commentary with um, with a couple of my helpers, and um, I go, how good is this? How good is this family? How good is that family? And they were younger, and they didn't really understand where I was coming from. I said, look. And then one of them who was a bit older and who was really into the Christmas thing and she'd worked as a helper for, for Christmas for like since she was 16 or something and she was in her early 20s, she loved it. She knew what I was talking about. So so there's that whole so there's that whole connection thing that, that Christmas can well, that Christmas brings and that Santa helps to bring to, to the community, which was something that I hadn't really grappled with. I hadn't had hadn't had to really. Um, but it's but it's really important. And I think um when people are out there in the shopping centers and doing their shopping, if they and if there's a long line of people um, getting their photos taken, just hang back a bit, watch them, watch them getting their photos taken, watch them trying to, you know, watch different groups trying to connect. It's fantastic. Had a Jewish family taking their photo, sitting next to me. We're Jewish, we don't really celebrate Christmas, but, you know, got to get the photo to the grandparents, you know, you know, with Santa, best way. And I was sending it to Israel. There was heaps of that, heaps of different nationalities getting their photos done for their, for their parents. So family's a big thing. And, and obviously, and like, that's something I've always been aware of, but just, it just, it's just hammered at home for me. There is, um, there was a darker side to the job. And uh, I'll, I'll just touch on it briefly. And as I mentioned, um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm a watcher. I see things and I've found over the years that I often see things that many people miss. And, um, this was playing the role of Santa was, was no exception. So there were, there were many times when it was very quiet, especially, um, earlier on, late November into early December was, was pretty quiet. Over a period of about a week, probably four to five days, I noticed a, a man. I, I noticed the same man hanging around um, the compound, and uh, didn't think too much of it at first. Could have been waiting for someone. There was a medical center. There was, you know, the supermarket, whatever. But I, I made a point of, of just keeping notice and and. As I mentioned before, I made the point of saying hello to everyone. So I would, you know, I'd see this guy hang around and I would give him a smile, give him a wave, and he'd get uncomfortable with that. So that at first didn't think much of it, but then the second, third time I thought, okay, something's not right here. And then there was one morning where I arrived and he was sitting on this on this bench which had a perfect line of sight to to see my couch and where the kids would sit next to me and the families and whoever would sit next to me to get the photos done. And it, it was just a perfect angle to, to, to be able to see me. And I thought, okay, that's a little bit strange. And uh, in, I had a couple of customers and then I, I thought, you know, I'll say good day to him again. And then I, I waved to him, I said hello, and then he moved. And... Again, I didn't think too much of it, but something was was playing on me. And the area where where Santa is located at at this particular shopping center, there's there's a there's like a large open area with a lot of um, benches and that. And there's a 
quite a l- large Asian community in Hurstville, in the area where um, this shopping centre was located. And a lot of, um, it, it appeared to me like a lot of grandparents would bring their grandchildren there every day. It was like their little, you know, mid-morning hangout for a couple of hours. They'd do a bit of grocery shopping. The kids, some of them would be on bikes. And I actually got to know a number of um, of the of the grandparents and children, you know, I'd say hello to them every day. And I noticed this gentleman was sitting there and he was just watching the kids, which is fair enough. I think we all watch kids from time to time, but um, there's watching kids and then there's watching kids. And uh, this was, this made me feel uncomfortable. A woman had a stroller with, with a young baby girl in there and she, and she turned her back and he was really close. He was only a metre away and he was just glaring at her. And I thought, nah, this ain't right. I don't like this. So um, as we were trying to do, uh, we called, uh, I got my helper to, to call security and security came and I explained to them what was going on and I explained to them what had happened over the last few days. And this guy, this was a young security guy, and he checked him out for a few minutes, and he was, I just saw the look on his face, his demeanor change, and he and he came back to me and he goes, this is above my pay grade. So he obviously uh, felt the same way that I did about this, um, this gentleman. So uh, another security guard came, actually two of them came, it was like the management of security, and they've got a whole procedure to, do, to deal with these sorts of things, and they had a look at him as well, and they went and had a chat with him, asked for some ID. Um, he didn't have anything, but um, they escorted him from the centre. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't know if this guy had bad intentions or not. Um, I left it in the hands of security. They told me that he had no ID, um, no fixed address. They'd called the police, and the police knew of him um, hanging around, but they didn't share anything else. But they they pretty much said it was a good call from me without giving me too much detail. So, yeah. Look, there was one other instance. I don't want to dwell on this too much, but again, I, I guess it, it just highlights at Christmas time that it's not all it's not all joy and happiness. That there are people out there in the community that that aren't really that just aren't all there. I don't know how do you how do you what do you call these people? Fuck. Um. So again, at the height, it wasn't Christmas Eve. It was a couple of days earlier, but it was a very very busy time, and I spotted. Uh, Two gentlemen in their 60s, casually dressed but well-dressed, and they had like an an old-school manual camera, and I found it weird. And so at the time I had two young girls either side, two young girls, probably 10 and 8 or 12 and 10, you know, either side of me, and and they were about to take the shot, and I've just stopped and I've motioned to mum, to their, to their mum and I said, and then I pointed to these guys and I said, do you know these guys? And they're like, she's like, nah. So I stopped, so I called over my helper, get these guys to stop taking photos and get them to delete whatever photos they've taken. So that was one of the big no-nos. You can't take photos of other people. If you spot people taking photos, look out for, for that. That was in the training as well. I forgot to mention that earlier. The whole 
digital age that we live in. So um, my helpers were talking to, to these guys while we waited, while I waited with the two young girls, and I could see that the, the, something wasn't right. So one of my helpers came out and said, look, they said there's nothing to delete. They said they haven't taken photos. And I, and I distinctly saw them taking photos, so I, I got up and I walked over. He was showing the camera to to one of the one of my helpers, and then I realised, and, and and it didn't hit me straight away. It took a few seconds to register, but it was an old film camera. So, what does that tell you? Well, I know what it tells me. It tells me these guys are taking photos and they're getting out of there. And if they get caught, they just walk out, get out of there, and develop the film. You know, wherever they're developing it themselves. And they get the photos of the young kids. It's dodgy as. It was creepy as. And uh, and something clicked inside of me, which um, Santa isn't allowed to let happen. And uh, I got up close to, to the gentleman that was holding the camera and I said, and I just said to him, listen, mate, you know what you're doing is wrong. Now, why don't you just get the fuck out of here? And they left. But I realized I, I turned around and, and it was like everyone was watching Santa and it was like, oh, shit. My whole demeanor had changed. My my energy had shifted. I'd, I, I was ready to to physically assault these guys. And um, I guess my the, the, my intentions of physical assault came out in, in, in what I said to them. But um, – and then the two little girls on the couch, they were just looking at me and, and they had changed as well. So I had to – spin back into action, which I did, and, yeah, we called security as well. Should have called security straight away. Didn't. They did track, They did check the cameras and went back, but these guys had left had left the, the entire complex. So, um, yeah, there's dodgy people out there as well. Two, two examples over a period of, you know, five weeks ain't too bad, five, six weeks, in my view anyway. I thought it was important to, to share that with you and, you know, people who do, you know, frequent shopping centres and have their photos taken with Santa should know that they're a pretty, they can be uh, popular with um, darker elements of our society. So enough on the darker elements of, uh, of Christmas. And I just want to suggest to people that when they are going and doing their shopping that they take 10, 15 minutes out and just... Just hang around when it's really busy and, and, and watch Santa at work or watch the, the families that, you know, that are getting into the, the Christmas cheer. There is um, there is a lot to be said for it. And if you're in some of the busiest centres, it won't take long for you to notice those people that aren't doing too well but are doing their best to make the most of of Christmas. Finally, I guess I'd, I'd say overall the experience was was just so enlightening um, for me as a as a 47-year-old man at the time to see the the effort that people put into to celebrating this time um the sincere effort and how they they're constantly getting dragged in one direction and it's like no no we've got to do christmas we've got to pull away from what we're doing constantly because what we're doing constantly isn't well not that it isn't healthy, but it just it just feels like we need to be doing something else, and we need to do, be doing more of Christmas. And I'm, and my biggest takeaway was was that, you know, we need to be caring for each other and smiling at each other 
more regularly. I think um, <laughs> I used to. Ca- I was catching myself smiling at people um, when I take the suit off and be walking to get the train to to, to come back home, or if I drove, you know, going to the car park. I, I'd, I'd be walking once I'd gotten out of the outfit. I'd be looking at people, and I and I and I'd have half a smile. I wanted to smile to, smile at people, and um, it's really important, you know. And I find myself doing it more and more these days, smiling at strangers, and especially at Christmas. You know, you've got to, you've got to just chill a bit and not get too caught up in in the crap. That's yeah, I think it's easy to to lose lose touch with what's really important about Christmas. And for me, that's that's remaining connected to family, being connected to the wider community, being connected to and understanding that there are those in the community that are, are much less fortunate than than many of us, maybe doing a little bit for those people and maybe getting into a habit of doing a little bit for those people a bit more often, I don't know. Feels like we should be doing that. Maybe that's just me. So um, I guess at this stage it's, it's, it's only fitting that I say Merry Christmas, um, regardless of of your background or whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it is an important time of the year. Santa is an important figure at this time of the year. And I hope uh, that, you know, what I've shared with you highlights that. In the next episode of One Day I Will Tell the Truth, I'll be talking about New Year's resolutions and giving up those addictions, which tend to be what New Year's resolutions uh, focus on. They tend to focus on in my experience anyway, on those things that um, people are trying to give up that aren't doing them uh, much good. So um, I'll be talking about that. I've got quite a bit of experience in that area. So hopefully you can tune in then. In the meantime, again, Merry Christmas, and I look forward to having you tune in. Just a reminder that if you haven't subscribed already to uh, Please Do, and if you want to discuss or comment on any of the platforms, if they have that facility, uh, please do. I'll be happy to respond and get into a discussion about what i've been talking about so yeah merry christmas again and um look forward to having you tune in to the next episode